Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 8 of Running Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Running Fox by Elmer Gregor Chapter 8 A Narrow Escape At daylight the lads continued along the ridge upon which they had spent the night, until they found a spot which offered them a long, unobstructed view of the river. Then they settled themselves to watch for their foes. The mysterious owl calls on the previous night had convinced them that some of the Mohawks were still down the river, and they hoped before long to see them. They waited patiently until half of the day had passed, but no one appeared. Perhaps they were moving through the woods on foot, suggested Spotted Deer. Perhaps, replied Running Fox. We have watched a long time, but we have not seen anyone. I believe the Mohawks have passed some other way. Come, we will go ahead. They advanced through the forest with great caution, for they knew that they might come face to face with their foes at any moment. Watchful and alert to their peril, therefore, the lads took every precaution. Nothing escaped their notice. They stopped suspiciously each time the wind stirred the leaves. They strained their ears to catch a warning in the most familiar sound. The fact that the Mohawk canoemen were painted for war suggested the possibility of a large war party somewhere near at hand. The Delawares knew that under those circumstances many sharp-eyed scouts were roaming through the woods on all sides of them. Toward the end of the day the lads heard a wild turkey calling. It seemed to be somewhere on a ridge to the eastward, and they stopped to listen. It was a common sound in the woods about the Delaware camp and under other circumstances they would have given little attention to it. However, with the owl calls fresh in their minds, the Delawares immediately became suspicious. Running Fox placed his finger across his lips and looked warningly at Spotted Deer. I will keep as still as Achpokes, the wood mouse, laughed Spotted Deer, as he recalled his blunder with the owl calls. They listened some time before the call was repeated, and then they were unable to discover anything suspicious about it. Nevertheless, they determined to wait until they heard it again. The next time, however, Running Fox thought he detected an unfamiliar note. He had hunted wild turkeys since he was old enough to pull a bowstring, and he was an expert at imitating their call. I do not like that, he told Spotted Deer. No, I do not believe it is Gulakoshin. Well, we will listen again, said Spotted Deer. I did not hear anything wrong about it. However, as the familiar gobble again rolled through the woods, 
Running Fox was compelled to acknowledge that he found it entirely natural. Still, he was not satisfied. This is not the time when Gulak Koshin sounds his war cry, he declared suspiciously. I have been thinking about that, replied Spotted Deer. Then, as they continued to listen, they heard an answer. It sounded as if it came from the opposite side of the river. The lads looked at each other and nodded significantly. When they heard the call a second time, they detected several strange notes that proclaimed it false. They felt certain that it came from a human throat. Perhaps some hunters trying to draw Gulakoshin over there, suggested Spotted Deer. No, I do not believe it, said Running Fox. A hunter would come over here to find Gulakoshin. Yes, that is true, agreed Spotted Deer. The counterfeit call was soon answered, and then the gobbling ceased. The lads were filled with suspicion. They began to mistrust that both calls were false. They believed the Iroquois scouts were again exchanging signals. Perhaps these are the same people who talked with the words of Goko, said Spotted Deer. Yes, that may be true, replied Running Fox. Well, I believe they are going to meet down there at the water. We will steal down there and have a look at them. That will be a dangerous thing to do, said Spotted Deer. Yes, we must be very careful, Running Fox told him. Then they began a daring advance toward the river. They believed that the scout whom they had heard first was still somewhere behind them, and they hoped to reach the river ahead of him. They moved swiftly, therefore, watching and listening for the first warning of danger. When they finally got within easy bowshot of the water, they concealed themselves in a dense thicket of willows. Then they watched anxiously for their enemies to appear. It was not long before they again heard the turkey call on the other side of the river. A few moments after it had ceased, an answering gobble sounded from the woods directly back of them. It was so perfect that if they had heard it under any other circumstances, they would have been entirely deceived. Now watch sharp, cautioned Running Fox. At that instant they saw a solitary warrior moving swiftly along in the shadow of the trees on the opposite shore. In a few moments he dragged a canoe from the bushes and paddled rapidly across the river. He had barely landed before another warrior passed noiselessly within several bow lengths of the concealed Delawares and joined him at the edge of the water. They are Mohawks, whispered Running Fox. Spotted Deer was about to reply when one of the warriors suddenly turned and looked directly toward their hiding place. The lads felt quite sure that they had been discovered, and their hearts bounded wildly at the thought. Still it seemed impossible for the low whisper from Running Fox to have reached the figures at the edge of the water. However, after a moment or so the warrior had again turned to his companion, and the lads breathed easier. Then they heard a bird stirring about noisily in the undergrowth, and they understood why the warrior had looked toward their hiding place. They instantly realized the danger that threatened them, for both warriors were now looking intently toward the willows. The Delawares feared that in another moment their suspicious foes might decide to investigate the sound. Discovery seemed near at hand. They realized that they must do something to quiet the fears of their enemies. There was not a moment to spare. The lads looked anxiously into each other's eyes. Then the bird resumed its noisy search for food. One of the warriors prepared to send an arrow into the willows. At that moment Running Fox discovered the bird scratching among the leaves. The bird saw him at almost the same instant as he moved cautiously it sounded an alarm and flew above the bushes. The Mohawk laughed and lowered his bow, 
the danger had passed. Spotted Deer started to say something, but Running Fox placed his finger across his lips and warned him to be still. Their narrow escape had made him doubly cautious, and he feared that the lightest whisper might reach the sensitive ears of those alert scouts. They were conversing earnestly, and although they talked in guarded tones, the lads distinctly heard the low, unintelligible hum of their voices. They listened eagerly, for they would have given much to know what was being said. However, the Mohawks were talking too cautiously to give them a clue. Besides, the Delawares doubted that they would have understood the Iroquois dialect, even if they had heard it. Once a warrior who had crossed the river swept his arm toward the west, and the lads believed that he was describing something of importance which he had discovered in that direction. The Delawares studied the two men closely. These Mohawks were both great stalwart men in the prime of life. Their faces, too, were painted black in token of war. It was evident that they were scouts searching the forest for signs of their foes. In a few moments they entered the canoe and pulled it rapidly up the river. Come, we must follow them, declared Running 